Hello and welcome to the Curator Salon podcast. I'm your host Geeta Joshi and today I'm going to be talking about artist fairs. Now art fairs are talked about quite a lot so let me just clarify. An art fair is typically a fair where all the booths or spots are taken by galleries and the galleries are representing the artists. And artist fairs are where the artist buys the wall space or the booth and they are self-representing. But I've also seen artist fairs advertised as exhibitions or pop-ups, but basically they take that same format. So that's really what I'm going to be talking about today, artist fairs, where the artist has to be there to sell the work, they're the people that have paid for the wall space, and they're self-representing during that event. I think they are becoming more and more essential to artists to move their career forward, especially if they are early in their early stages of their career where maybe they've just been showing at open studios and maybe they're online but this really lets them kind of take the next step in their career so it lets you you know by taking part in a fair it lets you exhibit without actually taking on a gallery rental so it's a way of having an exhibition that you can invite your collectors to but better than that you can also invite you know new people new audiences and also galleries and curators as well for potential representation if that's what you want to do when you take part in an artist fair, you get a whole lot of experience that you just can't get just by reading about. You know, it's something that you really need to go through and you really learn about how the whole setup works. And you're going to be learning from the artists who are showing around you as well. But it's a really good entry point for artists into the commercial art world. And I really encourage it because you get the experience firsthand and it's a really good stepping stone before working with galleries. A lot of fairs actually have networking events and educational events around them. So you can get to meet the other artists and also attend talks. You know, these are the sort of things I've done um, talks for as well. But you can really improve your education quite fast track it before the event itself. And usually fairs, they have great PR. So it's a good way for an emerging artist to piggyback off some of that PR, particularly if you can become one of the let's say featured artists or something like if they have a catalogue or wants to watch or whatever categories they use, then that could be both on social media, it could be in their print material, it could be in other places as well. Fairs are pretty much taking place everywhere, you know, every country has them, most regions have them, some are bigger, some are smaller, some are hyper-local, but it's really becoming quite normal for visitors to see multiple um, artists or multiple exhibitors all under one roof. So if an art fair is the next step for you, then let's get to how you might choose one. As I say, they happen all over the place, so you probably want to find one that's quite close to you. Um, and the fair season typically runs from about March to June, and then again from September to November. And if you haven't uh, signed up for a fair, and it's something on your radar, then you could probably use the coming season to visit as many as you can. So when you're there, you want to really see if your work is a good fit for the fairs that you're visiting. Most fairs have a selection process so they can present a cohesive collection of artists and you know you really want to be thinking about if your work fits in with, with that aesthetic that they've put together. You want to also think about how you heard about the fair. If they have good PR it would probably mean that you have been seeing it all over social media, perhaps you've seen it in the press, in, in print um, or broadcast media, maybe it gets talked about on the radio or local television. So from that, you know, you can take a look at if that's a good one for you. And of course, even if it's a hyper-local one, for some people, that's a better fit. Also, while you're there, you want to take a look at the price range available at the fair of the artworks on, on sale. And really, you want to be somewhere in that price range. You know, ideally, not that you wouldn't want to be the highest priced exhibitor there or the lowest price. So you really want to be somewhere in that range. And the next thing, if you're visiting a fair, 
then think about the visitor demographic. Take a look around, you know, is that the sort of typical collector buyer that buys from you or could they be? Before you apply, you can always get more information from artists who have previously taken part in the fair. And you could find them probably on social media. They're usually listed on the fair's own website. But I would use social media to engage with them there and sort of get their feedback on, on their experience. The application for most fairs is now online, usually sending images um, along with an online form. And once you're selected, you usually have a couple of months lead time before the event itself. So this lead time that you've got of a couple of months before the event itself, it's a great time to be using for your marketing. This is really where you need to be using this time to promote your show and your participation at that fair. It's really important to get your email marketing and your social media in order. And to do that, obviously, you want to have a plan so that you're not always talking about the fair. But you can talk about what is going on in the studio, for example, preparation for the fair, all that good stuff, you know. And you're, what you're doing is you're warming up the audience. So especially if you have got a new audience and you want to kind of get them interested in what you're doing, get them interested in what's going on behind the studio doors, and then obviously warming them up to come and see you for when the fair opens. And then you can talk about the fair closer to when you get to the event. And of course, about a month before, you want to also at least send a save the date message. Now that will be true across both your social media and also your email marketing. I really do suggest getting to know the automation features for both your social media, but also your email providers. So if you're using something like MailChimp, for example, you want to get familiar with all of that and get that set up. So you don't really have to be thinking about it when the fair days are actually on. You know, you're not doing stuff from your phone or anything like that. So yeah, definitely use this time to get to know the automation features. Now, part of this marketing is, of course, print material as well that you might want at the stand. So that can typically include things like business cards, catalogues, postcards or price lists. Basically anything that you want printed, you want to get it done in advance just in case the printer deadlines are out of your control. I would also use this time to send personal invites to the people that you really want to see there. That can be email, it can be printed, whichever you prefer. This can of course also include galleries that you want to uh, come and see you at the event that you might be interested in working with later on. And particularly if you started engaging with them online, then this would be a really good uh, way to have them come and have an in-person conversation with you and see your work sh on show. So the marketing part of this is massively important. You know, many artists ne uh, neglect it or they leave it all till the end. You know, I was at a, um, a fair a while ago, actually, it was uh, middle of last year, and there was a guy that had a booth just by the door and I just overheard him as I walked in. And he says, oh, he was telling his friend, oh, you know, I think it's only the organisers that make any money at these things. And I just thought that was such a naive outlook. It was, it was pretty uh, reckless because a fair booth that you've paid for, it, it's an investment. It's an investment in advancing your career. But in itself, putting the money down doesn't get you the results. It's like, you know, joining a gym, but you actually have to turn up at the gym. And it's like that, the fair booth. If you think of it as an investment, then you need to do the other work to make it pay and make it profitable for you. So I just thought it was uh, naive to expect the organisers to do everything. As in that case, you know, they had like 50 other artists to promote and they're promoting the whole event. And of course, they want people to get uh, come through the door, but you need people to come to your stand. So, you know, this marketing thing... It's no joke, you really need to sort of do your part of it if you want the success of that investment. So while fairs are a great way to show your work outside the studio, you do need to take ownership of the marketing for your stand. And if your fair is still not for another couple of months, then right now, we're in January, it's all about the marketing.
So let's move on to what to take with you, because this is one of the other questions I get asked quite a lot. So it's going to be all the obvious things, you know, your work and so on. But you need to think about what you're going to put your printed material on. You know, that might be a table, it might be a hamper, it could be a chest, whatever it is. Something um, maybe to sit on if that's not going to be provided by the organisers as well. Um, you want to have a way to collect emails, which could be an iPad, it could just be a clipboard. Um, it could be however you want to collect the emails, maybe just a bowl where people put their business cards. And then, of course, you want to take the print material itself. So they're the main things, I would say. But something that you can't pack but you do need is a helper. You know, if you can get a helper for the fair days, it can really take the pressure off. It can be really tiring, you know, if you're manning the stand all by yourself for, you know, usually four days. And to have a familiar face for a few hours each day to come and relieve you so that you can go and eat because, you know, eating on the stand is a big no-no then it's really just going to help you kind of get your energy back and you need to stay energised. So, you know, getting an assistant to help you, that's really something to be thinking about. So you might want to start those conversations to see who's available and around to help you for the fair days. Keeping your energy high for the fair days, massively important. You know, the obvious thing, stay hydrated, eat well. And more importantly, don't get pissed on the opening night because that's going to basically um, impact the rest of your exhibiting days. You know, be mindful of how much you're drinking on that opening night because the adrenaline, the excitement, all of that is just going to like really knock you out for the next few days if you, if you end up getting pissed. So, you know, you need to stay high energy all weekend. You need to be on your sales game, which basically means don't get drunk on the first night. So once the fair doors open, you really do want to be speaking to as many people as you can, speak to everybody, especially those people you don't know that come onto your booth. One of the things I see often is when artists only speak to people they know and they ignore all the people that they don't know. And, you know, even if you're an introvert, this is a time to really work on that. It can make all the difference. And remember, you know, you paid for the booth to meet people who could be new buyers and collectors of your work. So you really want to be engaging with as many people as you can. One thing uh, when you were setting up the stand, sorry, I've already moved past it, but when you're setting up the stand, you want to be careful that you don't overfill the booth or overhang your wall space. You need to give the work space to breathe so that it can actually, each piece can be shown off, you know, the best it can. And you can always have other props there as well, like, you know, you could have a browser or a print rack. You could maybe have an easel or a tabletop easel or even a plinth, for example. Any of these things are different ways of showing off the artwork. But you want to really be planning all of this out before the event so that you can ideally, you know, you can just turn up. You've got your plan and it will just make all the installation quite painless. So after the event, at the end of the weekend, you really want to be leaving with less than you arrived. Hopefully you will be. And after packing up and assessing how the fair went, you need to get your follow-up emails out quickly. And that means within a couple of days. And, you know, these are the new contacts. You can tell them the work that they were interested in is still available. Or if it's sold, you can maybe propose something similar that they might like to see. And then to your mailing list, you know, you want to send a thank you email out to your mailing list. Thank them for showing up and maybe do a, a slight review of the, of the event, telling them how it went for you. So those are my tips and advice for those of you taking part in artist fairs. Let me know over on Instagram if you found this helpful. You can find me on Instagram at the Gita Joshi. You can find my closed Facebook group for artists called Studio to Retail. 
So that's on Facebook. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can join the conversation there where we're talking all about artist fairs as well. And I do have a program coming out to help artists make the most of their artist fair participation, in particular to make the sales, grow the collector base and find galleries to work with. So if that sounds like the help you need, head over to my Facebook group or DM me on Instagram and I will give you all the deets.